Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So I have this credit card that gets rewards. You you may have one uh, as well. And you, you accumulate points or you accumulate dollars and you can spend it on things, right? A product of this or a gift card on that. So I was looking at the, the gift card section and they have a whole dining section of gift cards. And the one, the one that's featured is Blimpy. Tony Katz of 93 WIBC, good morning. The idea of taking all the rewards, dollars, points, whatever it is that, that I've accumulated and just using it all on Blimpy gift cards. Like that's the American dream. I have $500 worth of rewards. What'd you get, Blimpy? You bought a blimp? No, 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 no. No, no, Blimpy. You bought a sandwich shop? No, 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 just the sandwiches. Just the sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have all the processed meats one could ever dream of. I, I don't know the last time I've even seen a Blimpy. Never mind Bins. What? I had a fraternity brother. That's right. I belonged to a fraternity. Don't ask. It was a thing. Uh, back in, in the college days that I didn't graduate. Again, I told you it's a thing. Stop bringing it up. Uh, who worked at Blimpy? He was very proud of that. He was very, I can picture the dude because he drove a, uh, he drove a Pontiac. I don't know why I remember that. I actually cannot remember his name. I can see him. And right now I can't remember his name. But, um, but he drove a Pontiac. I think, I think it was, I think it was a Grand Prix. And, uh, and he worked at Plimpy. And he wanted to be a pilot. He was a very nice guy. I just cannot remember his name for the life of me. Oh, man, it's going to be a thing. But he worked at Blimpy, and it's the only time I think I was ever in a Blimpy. I think I was ever in a Blimpy. I don't know if one exists in the Indianapolis area. But if they do, uh, uh, let me know. Maybe I'll get you a gift card. Maybe maybe I'll get you a, a, a gift card. I have been discussing the problem with Senator John Fetterman. And the Indiana Democratic Party, a shameful group of people, not Indiana Democrats, we might have actual disagreements, the party, the party is, I mean, you look at some of their statements, gosh, are they ugly. Um, how they can be okay with what they're seeing is is irrational. If you want to argue, how can you be okay with what Trump does X, Y, and Z? Well, we can have these conversations and I can go through a long list of things where I've said I'm unhappy with, I'm uncomfortable with. This conversation about Senator John Fetterman and his dress code, this is not something of low importance. This conversation about standards is fundamental to who we are as a society. It is fundamental. Senator Dick Durbin, a man most aptly named, broke with Senator Chuck Schumer on the dress code saying we need to have standards. It is Senator Schumer 
the coward of the Senate, who decided that we would change the dress code so Senator John Fetterman can show up looking like he doesn't give a damn, to which Senator Fetterman doesn't care. He showed up in the Senate wearing shorts that maybe, maybe just came out of the dryer, a shirt, a short sleeve, a shirt, button down shirt that he clearly ironed with a hot rock. He's there in, in his committee actually speaking. I mean, I, I should say the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn because there's more. And he's he's talking. Well, well, listen. This is my iPhone, and this is a transcription service that allows me to fully participate in this meeting and conversations with my children and interacting with my my staff. You know, I had a stroke about 18 months ago. You know, and I have lost my ability to fully process language. And I like to think I was an empathetic person, truly. But until that happened, um, it I've raised to a whole different kind of level as, as well. And it's profound to know, though, that I never really considered that without this kind of technology, I couldn't watch television. And I can't imagine if I didn't have this kind of a bridge to allow me to, con- to communicate with, with other people e- effectively. And, you know, because I live in a political environment, I was ridiculed and made fun of because I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things, things. so. I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing. You know, I was lucky that I was, I was uh, lucky enough to go through my life, the vast majority of that with that, this kind of disability that I have. But, um, but again, I can't imagine and how the, the challenges and I, and I admire, you know, everyone that has to kind of live with these kind of struggles and, and, and prevail over them. I'm thrilled that the technology exists. But if you think for a second, sir, that someone should feel sorry or pity for you in a conversation about ridicule, when you show up to the Senate like that, when you engage in the social media ridicule and attacks that you and your staff do, all you've done is proven that anything said about you is fair game because you have made it fair game. And let's now take the moment to engage the ridicule on how you dress to show up for work for us. Dick Durbin made the point. I'm concerned about it. The senator in question from Pennsylvania is a personal friend, but I think we need to have standards. There is nothing going on in John Fetterman's life that requires this level of disrespect of the Senate chamber. We should hold our elected officials to a standard. They should hold themselves to a standard. Yes, they fail often. Yes, why do I have to worry about the Senate or the House, government in general, when they're so disrespectful of the rest of us all the time and in every way? I get your point. My point is larger, with all due respect. 
It is that a standard must be upheld. They have to remember where they're at and how fortunate they are to be there. If John Fetterman, if Senator Fetterman wants to wear this clumsy shirt and shorts and shoes with no socks, let him go work in a beach bar somewhere, not in the U.S. Senate. The idea that you don't think the respect should be shown to the institution for in the, in the hopes that the institution will one day actually mean something again to the American people. Well, why in the world would I take you seriously when you don't take yourself seriously? And no amount of technology, and bless the technology, allows for this. You had a stroke. Turn off the music. You had a stroke. And so now you can't wear pants? Sorry, that's not going to fly. It, it's it's uh, Stephen Miller uh, from Twitter, not the guy from the, from the Trump team, who believes that this is not about uh, standards. This is about um, a, a catering to Fetterman. Uh, in an irrational an irrational way. I, I believe this actually is about standards. And yes, they're catering to Fetterman. He doesn't deserve it. I don't feel sorry for this man at all. His family doesn't care about him. The Democratic Party doesn't care about him. But that was a cogent statement he just made. And he tears up because of the ridicule. But he doesn't care who he ridicules. He doesn't care that he insults the Senate and the American people day in and day out. I ain't going to worry about his tears. This is gross. The disrespect is gross. And it's not just in the Senate, it's everywhere. This is the further dismantling of the standards and the society will not hold. That's the subject.